thank you guys for listening to these ads i got just a few more to go and then we will get into this episode i promise so first let me tell you about the grow guru if you've ever wanted to grow your own medical cannabis and you're just not sure where to begin hit up my boy Calais and he can be your guide on your journey from seed to cultivation and set you up for success another added bonus is you can get away from those overpriced dispensaries and those shady black market deals that never really felt comfortable to begin with right if you want to check him out you can check out our second sponsor which is oahu garden supply they got everything from locally produced nutrients to locally produced soil and everything in between they are located at 94-150 leo leo street in beautiful waipahu hawaii go stop by and let them know voices from the planet sent you next we got my good homie bong of pakalolo seed molokai once you've gotten everything you need to know from the guru you can hit up pakalolo seed molokai to expand your genetics if you want to try a variety of different strains you can find their seeds on the attitude seed bank or purisativa.com and last but not least we got my longtime homie and good good friend jerry aka miko ferrari over at retro hawaii picking up and finding all the obscure and vintage styles from hawaii so if you're into that kind of shit go check him out on instagram and i guarantee you he's got something you like you know he's been posting a bunch of throwback university of hawaii rainbows gear which is hard to find now because nobody wanted to be known as the rainbows but anyway fucking thank you very much to our sponsors please do go check them out and let them know voices from the planet sent you all right that's it for now here comes the episode love you guys peace up everybody welcome back to another episode of voices from the planet i am your host eric thank you again for joining me how you guys liking this new schedule every two weeks um it's a little more manageable i guess i'm still doing two podcasts a week because we do it everyone knows you're high on the other thursday but um i feel at least like it gives time where i don't have to worry about things to talk about every two weeks or every week, not like I'm that good at having all these topics ready to go on this podcast. I'm sure that's not why you tune in. Um, for those of you who don't know um, and are listening to this on the audio channels only, this podcast is now available on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. I hope you guys are enjoying this new format. Um still getting used to it but i feel like i got lucky the last two times because i had anu or not anu i had kale he came in both times huh fuck i can't even remember anymore but yeah i think kale came in both times um so he kind of saved me it wasn't just me um we'll see if he pops in again to rescue me um He's around here somewhere, but yes, this setting may look familiar. This is the Everyone Knows Your High studio. I've moved out of the house and into whatever this is called, but trying this out with video now. I don't know if I talked about it 
on the other podcast. But in addition to the new addition to our family, my mother-in-law who lives with us is getting a little older and not wanting to walk upstairs to her bedroom all the time and bring stuff up and down the stairs. And I get that totally fine. So we figured we'd plan and just kind of anticipate moving her downstairs, which is the studio, and then setting up her old bedroom as another kid's room, I suppose. I almost feel like maybe our oldest son, Erickson, should get his own room, and then the other two little ones should share a room. Which for Hito is pretty much him getting his own room anyways, because... I'm sure the baby's going to sleep with us. We um, co-sleep. I know a lot of doctors and professionals and experts advise against it. However, we've co-slept with all our kids, um, basically from when the time they were born. I mean, Erickson now sleeps in his own bed every night. Um, that was maybe a couple years ago that started. Um, Hito still sleeps with us on a regular basis. Every once in a while, he'll we'll put a mint down in his room, but at some point in the middle of the night, he wakes up and like comes back to our room. So, needless to say, I haven't had the bed to myself with my wife in a very long time. Um, and for some reason, my kids are like magnets to me when they sleep. They're always flopping over and like hitting me and kicking me and putting their legs on me. And I don't like it, but. I'm not mean enough to kick him out of the bed yet, so I just kind of scooch over and curl up in the side like a little bitch. But it's for my kids, so I figure it's fine, whatever. But yeah, so anyways, why did I start talking about that? I don't even remember. Because I'm recording in the studio now, that's why. And the reconfiguration of the rooms in our house, that's why I was talking about it. But um, I'm here now. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Thank you for checking it out. Um, yeah, thanks. So, let's see. What are we talking about this episode? I actually have my trusty iPad with me. Like, real technology. Like a fucking awesome podcast should have. But um, I wanted to, <laughs> I feel like so lame being like, I wanted to talk about this and this is what I wanted to talk about. But the reality is I did and I don't know how to do it in a way that doesn't come across as like trying to be all fucking show-like. Um, so this isn't like a news broadcast. I know you, I'm not like going to be giving you the hot takes on current event issues or anything like that but there's some shit that happened that came out in the news and whatever that i find kind of funny and i kind of want to talk about it because for the past fucking two and a half years almost three years now it's been a reoccurring theme um that i talk about on this podcast and that my co-host on everyone knows you're high tries to stop me from talking about most times but um, it's fucking the COVID restrictions and the vaccine mandates and all that crazy shit that has been going down and how it has divided people across the world into the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated camp and how it's just affected all of our lives in monumentous ways, basically. Um, but... The CDC has released new COVID-19 guidelines um, to focus on individual decisions, which I think a lot of people were kind of trying to say in the beginning, right? Um, it should be up to the person. I know my body, my choice is kind of a, a uh, reoccurring slogan that was being tossed around from the right against the left when it's usually a left thing it, it was it's crazy right i mean we're in the middle of some crazy fucking times but um so now the cdc wants to focus on individual decisions which is really nice of them to finally come around right after fucking two 
and a half years of telling you you need to do this and you need to do that and all this crazy shit. So the first bullet point is those exposed to the virus are no longer required to quarantine. So when the what the fuck? I'm I'm assuming okay, I'm gonna put this out there because there may be smarter people than me watching this and or listening. And they may say, well, because the variants that are out now are way weaker and blah, 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 blah. But so those exposed to the virus no longer need to quarantine. Okay, so maybe we have reached that herd immunity that they had talked about so much in the beginning of this as this like carrot dangling in front of us that we if we can fucking only reach this number, but we can never quite reach this fucking number of vaccinated people. Um. But yeah, no longer needed quarantine. So that means if you get exposed to the virus, because you'll know because your phone is tracking you and letting the CDC know where you've been and what other phones you've been next to and calculates that data. And if you've been in contact with somebody, they will let you know by messaging you, saying you've been exposed to COVID potentially. Um, the next bullet point is... Unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people, which is one of the more crazy ones because for the past two and a half years, vaccinated people were afforded more liberties than unvaccinated people, which is fucking bullshit because the whole time everyone was saying the vaccine doesn't protect you from getting it and spreading it. So what's the fucking difference? But they stood their ground and continue to say that you know if you're not unvaccinated you got to do this 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 and this to fucking do whatever you're thinking about doing next one students can stay in class after being exposed to the virus what what the fuck i mean so a teacher comes into school gets fucking tested or has symptoms and is tested positive for covid and all those kids that she's or he has been teaching are potential exposures to COVID. And they can all stay in the class and what? They can bring a sub in to fill in for that sick teacher and have that teacher be exposed. Like, it makes no fucking sense. And I'm not saying that, like, we should be, like, I'm not trying to offer any explanations or solutions because I'm not here for that. I'm here to just bitch and complain and point out some of the craziness and hypocrisy and ridiculousness um but it's like why were kids being told to stay out if otherwise like back a year and a half ago if you even traveled somewhere you weren't allowed to come back to school if you weren't vaccinated for like 10 days or whatever it was like what the fuck this is bullshit it's mental so students can stay in class now at first they were like so scared about i mean and rightfully so you should be worried about the children but they were worried about the children getting covid more than they were about the negative side effects of wearing masks for fucking eight hours a day and recently here in hawaii at the start of this new school year at least the department of education has at least made masks optional it appears as if staff and teachers still need to wear masks but at least for the students in the classroom it's now optional. They don't have to wear a mask if they don't want to. Um, however, at my kids' school, when we drop them off and pick them up, I still see choke fucking kids wearing masks. And I wonder if it's their decision or if it's the parents' decision or it's maybe it's influenced by the parents' decisions thus far, which makes the kids want to do that. Because, I mean, we asked our kids, like, do you want to wear your mask in school? And they're like, nope. They're excited not to wear masks. And I have a feeling if a kid is worried and wants to wear a mask, that isn't just on their own decision by their own thought process alone. It has everything to do with their parents influencing them, the way they reacted to it throughout this pandemic. It's just crazy to see. Like, you have the option to not wear it, and you know it's not good for you to wear it, yet everybody still wants to wear it. And even to this day, you still see people driving in the car by themselves wearing a mask. And I get it. Some people used to do that even before the pandemic. 
we, we all saw them and, you know, there were some people that did that, but that was probably for other reasons. But now when you see just, I don't know, like at least 10 times more people driving around by themselves, not wearing or by themselves wearing masks in their cars. It's crazy. Like there's, if you want, like I can see wearing a mask for other reasons, like, you know, your AC don't work. So you got to roll, you got to ride with your windows rolled down. And you don't want to be breathing brake dust off the freeways. Fuck, wear a mask. Cool. Right? That's actually probably a good time to wear it. Most people don't even consider that as like a fucking thing they should consider and worry about brake breathing and brake dust. But that'd be a better. The mask would have probably stop those particles better than it would any kind of virus. But I digress. Anyways. But yeah, so new COVID guidelines was the last one here. Sorry, I had there was one more. It's no longer recommended to screen those without symptoms. And I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping that what changes that the virus is just way weaker and like people are getting it and not even knowing that's why and like not showing any symptoms. Nobody's dying anymore from it. Obviously, you're not hearing daily death tolls or even case counts anymore. That kind of just stopped, which is nice to not have to hear that shit on repeat every fucking day. But it almost with, with these new guidelines that the CDC has rolled out, it's obvious that the fear and panic mongering that our government did and the CDC did and the World Health Organization did was completely overblown, unnecessary. And here's the crazy thing. This is where we get into, like, now what, okay? So there were thousands of active service members in our military who refused to get the vaccine when it was like mandated to them or you know ordered to active duty military to get the vaccine and they were discharged from their duties and from their careers in the military so what about all these guys are they gonna give them their jobs back and here's a question to the people who in other positions, because it's not only the military, a lot of jobs probably let go people because they didn't want to get vaccinated or due to vaccination statuses. But how many of you would want to go back to where you worked for knowing that they would fucking treat you like that? And as like, especially in the military, like as the people who are in charge of the military... How can you trust people that you know you fucked over that you have to give their jobs back when they're probably the most capable of overthrowing you? It's like, what are they going to do? All the people who lost their jobs sitting at home or had to find new jobs, lost their businesses, all that shit. What about those guys now that these new guidelines came out? Where's like the restitution? Is that the word? Reparations? For their pain and suffering that they had to endure because of this bullshit. Fucking sick of it already. It's, hopefully it's over now. You won't hear me talking about it too much, maybe. The news probably won't be covering it. Um, now it's all about fucking monkeypox. And like, I don't know. It's impossible to keep up. They're just going to keep finding things to eventually get everybody vaccinated on something. But here's the thing, most of us are are most of us are vaccinated on something or another already, except for like the hardcore anti-vaxxers. But to each their own, that's what I say. Your body, your choice. Fucking Okay, I think I'm done with fucking COVID. So annoying talking about COVID. But I love it. It's like, why do I love talking about shit that irritates me? Oh, it's the same reason that the social medias get you. It's because what aggravates you gets you fucking interacting with shit. Like I said, I'm not here to offer any type of solution or ideas how to make it better. I am simply here to just talk shit. Bitch. Um. Which um, brings me to my next story, <laughs> which makes absolutely no sense in a transition or a segue. 
So I'm sure everybody is aware because you're all up to date on current events and shit that Trump's home resort. I thought it was like a country club called Mar-a-Lago, but apparently this motherfucker names his houses. Um, was raided by the FBI on Monday. This is Thursday, so I'm already late. I'm not. That's what I'm saying. You're not here for the fucking hot takes and the fucking breaking news. Um, but yeah, raided by the FBI because they suspected him of having some files that he might have taken from the White House, and some of that shit could have been confidential classified or confidential probably classified yeah super classified top secret shit which i can understand you don't want that shit out of the hands where it can be watched and make sure the the wrong people aren't getting eyes on it however it really feels like there's something more to this like they're going after donald trump to fuck him for something else um because why couldn't you just like call him be like bro like you took those boxes you got to bring that shit back like, you cannot be taking documents from the office after you've left. Like, that's proprietary information. We, we gave you a secret service to protect you basically for the rest of your life, which at any point they could MK MKUltra any one, any one of the secret service guys who are working for Trump. But I wonder how many secret service guys that work for fucking Biden are actually, like, secret Trump supporters or, like, like genuinely concerned about the state of our president. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't understand why there couldn't have been more like a call instead of like a raid and granted, I don't think they were kicking in doors with smoke bombs and shooting his dogs or anything like how, when they do no knock raids on other people. Um, but yeah, they searched his house and were looking for some documents that he shouldn't have had. Here's the weird twist is that. Maybe one of those documents was an Epstein client list that he was not supposed to have taken. And um, they're trying to clean up all the loose ends on that shit. Because get this. The judge that signed the warrant for the search is used to be a lawyer. And he's the same lawyer who got Jeffrey... Epstein, his sweetheart deal when he was first charged with all these crimes of fucking pedophilia and sex trafficking and fucking around with underage girls. So that's kind of interesting because that motherfucker is probably on that list too. Wouldn't that be crazy if it ends up that judge is on that list? When are we ever going to find it? See, that's a cra another crazy thing is that all these things happening, you, all, you always got to look and wonder. And I may sound like a complete nut job conspiracy theorist, but what are they distracting you from? Right? The Ghislaine Maxwell trial. She was found guilty, but what about all the people she supplied these kids to? And then apparently, I guess in court transcripts, it was noted that she had said, like, the tapes... And recordings that were in Epstein's safe, that were in FBI, like, evidence custody, went missing and shit. So that's crazy in itself. Things always go missing. Cameras are always off when they shouldn't be. And people get murked. And we never know the truth. Okay, so that's crazy, but... What the conspiracy theorists are fucking upset about and ranting and raving about and most sane people are realizing is that, like, if they can do this to an ex-president, then they can do it to anybody, which when I thought about that statement, I thought, like, couldn't they already do that to anybody anyway? I mean, if they got a warrant, they can come raid your house, they can search your shit. So it's not like they did anything that, like, oh, my God, because, um... People get fucking raided all the fucking time. But the fact that they did it to an ex-president is pretty nuts. Over missing documents. When I believe it was a few years ago, another politician 
um, after being subpoenaed for some emails, um, went ahead and deleted that shit. And she never got in trouble. And you know who the fuck I'm talking about, Hillary Clinton. And um, and then get this, she's fucking. I don't know if this is real or not. This could be fucking bullshit. It is. It is a cap she's selling. But pawning, trying to fucking sell merch and shit that says, but her emails as like a jab at Donald Trump. Like, oh, but what about her emails? Like, that, I wonder if that can be really real because that's pretty fucking gangster. But I think the Clintons have proven that they don't need to be any more fucking gangsta. I mean, they fucking murder people. <laughs> it's pretty gangsta as it fucking gets. But this all might just be a ploy to, you know, block Donald Trump for running for president in 2024. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't vote. Fuck them all. All politicians. Um, they're all corrupt. All of them. Uh... This is um, some green crack from one of the sponsors. Uh, yeah, cheers, guys. This isn't everyone knows you're high, but I'm not at my house, so I can fucking smoke. So it's fucking cool, right? And it's been long enough time that I think my parents would have tuned out by now. So cheers. All right, so I um, went on to Instagram earlier today and put out to see if there's anything anybody wanted me to talk about because, you know, as listeners of the show and supporters of the podcast, I mean, I want to be able to talk about the things that you guys are curious about. I'm going to check if there's any more because it's been a while since I last checked. All right, let's see. I still got only got one. <laughs> still only one question, which I will answer because I'm here to please you guys. Bhakti yoga shit, right? Service. Um, but um, before I get into that, just because as soon as I pulled up this fucking, opened up my Instagram, there's this clip that shows up. And I'm, I don't know if everybody's seen it, but these two dudes are attempting to rob some sort of store. Maybe a vape shop or something, looks like. I have no idea. But these two guys come in with ski masks on, and the shop owner's like, you know, what are you guys doing with the mask on? Come on, what the fuck? And they don't say anything, and they're acting real fucking sus, as the kids say. They're acting real suspicious. And he's like, come on, guys, just fucking leave, whatever. And one of the dudes reaches and grabs, like, I guess the tip jar, it looks like. And then <clears throat> grabs the tip jar, and the guy's like, all right, well, you can take the money. Just fucking leave. Like, give me the coins. The guy, the shop owner even says, like, give me the coins back. I need those coins. And then that same guy, like, reaches over the counter to try and, like, grab something off the back shelf. The shop owner, like, lunges to try to stop him. And then the accomplice hops over the other counter and starts trying to grab shit. So the shop owner or the worker, employee, whatever, comes back around to deal with that guy. But what these motherfucking dumbasses didn't notice is that while they were talking to him, this motherfucker already had grabbed the knife. So as he went to go address the second accomplice, he just fucking started stabbing this guy. And the guy didn't realize it at first. He thought he was just getting hit. And then the stabby yells out, oh, my God, he's stabbing me. I'm dead. I'm dead. And then the shop owner proceeds to drag this motherfucker like towards the front of the shop. Meanwhile, homeboy's two friends who was in on the heist because there was another guy standing at the back of the store like holding the door open. These two motherfucking pussies ran away. Left their friend to probably die in a pool of his own blood. Over what? Stealing some fucking elf bars? 
God damn, these kids are fucking stupid. And I know we, I like, okay, so we just had Yancey Medeiros on the podcast. For everyone knows you're high, he's an MMA fighter, and he touched on a recent incident that happened here in Hawaii and how it's not about jumping on the kids and, like, you know, um, belittling the kids. But I feel like this is a different case. Um, these kids are looked a little older, and they were, like, actually... I mean, both of these two incidences are crimes. I'm trying to, like, now I'm thinking about it. Should I be, like, talking shit about these two dumbasses or three dumbasses? This one kid probably, I don't even know what happened. He might have died. He might not have. Luckily, the shop owner called an ambulance for his bleeding fucking robber. So maybe he didn't die, but maybe he did. Um, I heard footsteps out there. Which always creeps me out because I don't know if it's fucking Calais coming around or if it's like the ghost of Christmas past. Calais. Anyway, but um, so yeah, I fucking sorry. That was a real left turn because that just popped up. But good for that shop owner for defending his shit. I would I don't know what he's gonna be charged with. Maybe something because nah, this guy posted in the comment or in the caption, Asian hospitality. Fucking so, yeah, so that was what popped up first. I, I'm sorry, I got distracted by that. But so let's get to the question I got from the homie Spells who did the logo for our podcast. Everyone knows you're high. I could. Everyone knows your high is getting a lot of plugs on this episode tonight. So, um, the question from Spells. What he said? Oh, shit, how do I get back to it? Fuck. Where'd it go? All right, here we go. Ninja vs. Shaolin. Who wins? Okay, I'm assuming the Shaolin monk has broken the vow of nonviolence. Let's just assume the ninja is coming there to assassinate one of the abbots or something, you know, of the monastery. And this forces the monks to have to resort to violence in the name of self-defense. Okay. So we have to set us because we got to set a scenario because most monks, I don't think if a monk and a ninja were to just cross, cross. Cross, cross paths. I don't think they just instantly like beef it out. Um, the ninja, you probably wouldn't even know they're a ninja. It probably just looks like some random dude walking on the street. But um, so let's just say Ninja Clan gets the fucking orders. You got to kill the abbot over there at the monastery. Um, go handle your business or handle our business, actually. Here's um a hundred pounds of gold or whatever the going rate for an assassination is nowadays or in those days i think it's always been the same hence the price fluctuation because it's based on the value of gold so back then it was a little less probably but now i mean you could give them a hundred pounds of gold i guess if you but who the fuck wants a hundred pounds of gold is it a hundred i don't know anyway i'm not sure on the going rates for um assassins it's not a world I'm like in, but um. So, what ninja? Are we talking like Chris Farley in Beverly Hills Ninja, or are we talking Korean pop star Rain in Ninja Assassin Ninja, or are we talking historically accurate Ninja? And then on the in the other corner, what kind of monk are we talking about? Are we talking about fucking, like, the Shao Brother days movies? I don't know that one guy's actor, that actor's name from those movies. But back in the days, the Wu-Tang and the Shaolin movies and shit. Um, like, that guy? Or are we talking, like, fucking the monk in anger management played by John C. Riley? I think that's him, right? I'm going to assume, just for the sake of this question, 
because the details weren't laid out in the question itself. So I'm going to help fill in the blanks. Let's just go with the most two brutal depictions of that. We're talking like ninja assassin killer and Shaolin monk fucking Wu-Tang assassin. All right, so let's fucking talk about it. What are some of the tactics that a ninja uses? I was, I don't know if you guys can hear all this noise in the background, but I was trying to wait till our friendly neighbors next door were done wrenching, but apparently they're not. So I'm not gonna go the typical fucking route of this because that's too simplistic to just have a ninja sneak in at night and attempt to assassinate <laughs> words um attempt to assassinate the abbot so we're gonna do it this way just to make this a longer answer to spells this question i hope you're fucking listening i'm hoping not doing this for people who don't even give a shit but um let's just say the ninja assassin decides, okay, or the clan decides, we're going to send one of our, our ninjas. We're going to have him infiltrate the monastery. But this is not going to happen overnight. You can't just walk in and be like, yeah, hey, I'm a monk. I'm going to join you. That doesn't work that way. I don't think... Um, maybe they do, because monks are pretty like accepting of people, yeah? But not these monks. These are warrior monks. They're suspicious of everybody. And this is like a, chi a Japanese guy going over to China because I think I failed to make that distinction that ninjas are Japanese and Shaolin monks are Chinese. Okay. So Shinobi over here goes and travels over to China. And what he does is he joins a monastery that his target is not at. And you got to send a young assassin. And for that, they have to, I mean, assuming he's gone through the proper ninja training, he's been um, immersed in this life since he was a child. So even as a young adult, he's more than capable of pulling off a high-level assassination. Okay? So his mission is go and infiltrate any monastery in china which through the arts of espionage and disguise he's easily able to do um so for for a few years he studies and practices and learns at this monastery to i guess gain credibility because word might spread to other ones that there's this new Japanese monk because I don't know maybe Jap Chinese and Japanese can tell I mean I know a lot of white people can't tell Chinese from Japanese and other Asian ethnicities but I'm sure Chinese people can tell like when the Japanese come around right um but anyway this guy even though he's Japanese is able to gain the trust of this Shaolin monk temple get in good maybe rise to the ranks a little bit he's not starting as the lowest level entry you know disciple he's moving his way up a little and then this monastery gets like an exchange program with another monastery and just so happens that it's the monastery that his target is at now does he volunteer for this mission is that too obvious or does he allow things to play out as they might and see if he gets invited or asked to do this mission to go in this exchange program with their sister monastery up in the mountains so some time goes by and like you know the monks are planning the trip over there because i mean you're thinking this is like i don't know i would I'm gonna guess like the 1300s maybe the 1400s. So it's going to take a while to get there from monastery to monastery. Um, so the monks are planning out what they'll need, their supplies, you know, their route, the safest route there. They probably got to pack some money and, you know, hire a crew to help protect the monks. 
who are going along this journey to this other monastery. So all that's going well, and it's getting close to the time when the trip's about to like go off, right? They're about to leave. But one of the monks who's supposed to go on a trip gets sick, and he can't go. So as a last resort, they ask the Japanese monk, who they barely, I mean, they might have known him for a couple years, but how well can you get to know somebody? Monks don't really talk that much. So it's not like they're fucking sharing their life stories over their fucking bowls of rice and oolong tea. Um, but regardless, they feel they can trust him with this one. Um, he's young enough, healthy enough to make the journey. So they ask him, hey, can you go instead of the guy who got sick? And he's like, fuck, I, I guess, you know. Like, I've never been that deep into China before, but I guess I'll, I'll make the journey in replace of my brother who can no longer make it. So they do. They set out on their journey. Let's say six, six monks. You know, two of them, maybe like real monks, monks that don't fight at all. Like they're not trained. Maybe they're too old. They're not as badass as they used to be. But then you got some real fucking kick ass guys. But this guy, the Japanese one, he hasn't been able to learn all the Shaolin ways yet because he's new. Like, you know, you don't just within the first couple of years, you ain't learning fucking Iron Curtain style and shit. Right. So. They don't, he don't know shit, but that's what they think, right? We all, we all know that he's the ninja, but they don't know that. So they just think he might know a little bit of things. He's fit, you know, he's in shape. He can lift water and like serve rice and shit. Um, So they're going on their trip and on their way, they get attacked by like bandits, right? So he has to like not fight and just pretend to be like afraid. He tries his best maybe you know, maybe he gets a couple good licks in, but he intentionally intentionally lets himself get a little bit fucked up on in that fight. And unfortunately, they lose one of their warriors and they lose also one of their fucking other monks. Right. So now they're down to just the four of them and they're continuing their journey and they finally make it to the monastery. And now they have to tend to the Japanese monk's wounds because he's injured from this encounter with these bandits on the road. So they take him in, they nurse him back to health. But during this time, like that's when other monks are coming to take care of him and, you know, becoming fond of him. And, you know, they feel sorry for the suffering he had to go through and endure on this journey being like, I mean, in addition to the lives lost, he also had physical injuries inflicted on him so they're getting him better and the abbot of the fucking monastery catches wind of this injured monk who made this journey who's a new monk basically because i think i would think that you know two three years in you're still considered a fucking disciple you're not really up up there up there but you know so the abbot pays him a visit one night and um so he gets to know him right they start talking and he's making up a backstory about how he got to China from Japan and blah, 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 all this shit. And the abbot actually becomes friends or, you know, like wants to take this Japanese monk under his wing. So that happens. They become friends. Um, you know, the master and the disciple kind of relationship, maybe not friends, more of that kind of relationship. And all this time, all the other monks there are getting a little jealous and now they're getting suspicious. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, why is our master like taking such a liking to him? Um, so time goes on, maybe a couple more years they're there. The exchange program is working. Um, and then finally one night, the fucking ninja sees his opportunity to um get him so he's bringing him his tea and they usually watch the abbot's tea very closely but for some reason that night they just weren't paying as close attention and then um 
Japanese monk was able to like smuggle in some herbs he found up in the mountains that were poisonous and he was able to brew it into the abbot's tea and serve him his nightly tea. And so the next morning when all the monks are waking up, everybody's getting ready. Um, you know, one of the disciples goes to wake up the abbot and he realizes fucking they realize like, oh, shit, he's dead. He's been poisoned. So now they're all freaking out. You know, racism is a thing. So they're all looking at the Japanese guy like, what the fuck did you do? Who are you? Nobody knows you. Nobody knows any of you guys from your monastery, actually. So they start questioning the four monks who made the journey from the first monastery. And rather than go through the interrogation process, then our ninja friend decides this is his chance to you know, slip out. So as he's trying to leave, he fucking gets stopped by one of the monks and is like, what are you trying to do? And like, boom, it's obvious, right? Now we know you're the motherfucker who tried to kill or that killed our master. So a fight ensues and ninjas are good, but you're talking about a whole fucking monastery of monks and they just beat the living shit out of that ninja and the monks win. So there you have it. Um, so that being said, I was really hoping the ninja would win. (laughs) I just made that shit up. Um, I don't know. I think like just monks are, they have a different kind of conditioning and that's all that shit you see on the internet's not real, but historically speaking, ninjas are fucking badass in hand-to-hand combat and um but more accurately so is they usually won't fight up and up they'll usually run away so like i said it had to be some crazy ass circumstance for them that encounter to even happen (coughs) um but yeah thanks spells for the question i hope you enjoyed that answer that was kind of long This is actually going kind of long already. So I'm going to get to my next couple of fucking things I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm going to skip that one because I'm running out of time. Who's running out of time? I don't know. Fuck. There's no time limit on this shit. I could do whatever I want. Maybe I'll do it on after because I kind of want to rather leave it on a more positive note than something like shitty. But... This came across on Twitter was that the Boston Children's Hospital is now going to perform gender affirming hysterectomies on children. I'm no doctor, so I had to look up what the fuck that means. And what that means is for kids who identify as transgender or non-binary, whatever the fuck, and want to have surgery in order to affirm their gender... This children's hospital is willing to cut out the uterus of children. And they're fucking talking about it like it's totally fucking cool. Like you're the one who has the fucking problem with what the fuck I just said. You fucking bastard. How dare you? deny these children the opportunity to remove their reproductive organs forever denying them the chance to have kids in the instance that they change their mind down the line and then I saw this other thing too where it's like this dad found out that his school was fucking prescribed the school had prescribed his ninth grader or seventh or eighth whatever the fuck but like antidepressants without his knowledge and i don't want to sound like transphobic or anything like that because i'm not but this is child abuse and this is fucked up beyond fucked up that what we are supposed to believe are sane educated adults are allowing these things to happen to these fucking kids who are just fucking kids. 
Okay, and that's all I'm going to say about that shit because it's just fucking irritating. Okay, that shit is... Like, when your six-year-old comes to you and tells you that they're a boy or a girl, it is 100% dependent on the parent's beliefs whether or not that continues it down the path of now I'm trans and give me hormone blockers and cut out my uterus or that that's just kids being kids. They'll get over it and they'll come around, which a lot of the times is the case. You can't just automatically assume that a six-year-old or a four-year-old or sometimes even younger than that, apparently, knows themselves that well to be able to make a decision like that and for a parent to just be like, shoot. Like, you know what kind of decisions I let my kids make? Like, do you want fucking a cheeseburger or do you want chicken nuggets? Like, what do you want? Like, that's the kind of choices I make. They don't get to choose fucking what gender they are. Crazy. It's child abuse and it needs to stop. These people need to be locked up. Okay. I'm over that. I'm done with that one. This is the last thing I'm going to talk about before I wrap this podcast up. Um, okay. And it's not. Okay. So it's about. Olivia Rodrigo, 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 as my wife would say, um, and this song, Driver's License. I am, for some reason, obsessed with this song. Um, and as I'm looking for variant versions of it, performed by other singers, acoustic stylings, you know, punk rock versions, whatever have you, just... Alternate versions of this song, which I am obsessed with. I come across all these different bands who are covering it. And that's awesome. That's great. Except some of these boys are so insecure that when they cover a song written by a girl about a boy, they feel it necessary to flip the script and change the lyrics and write it from the boy's perspective. So I don't know how many of you are familiar with this song. I don't know the demographic of my audience. I might not look like the type who likes Olivia Rodrigo. And you're right, I'm not. But I like this song for some reason. Um, And I don't even really like her as a person either. I know she was on there with like Fauci spouting about some motherfucking vaccine shit in the beginning of this shit too. So she's just as bad as the rest of them. But I can... Put that aside and get into my feelings about this driver's license song. Okay? So, let me just say, I do not appreciate you cowards covering a song and not having the balls to sing it as it was. If she's singing about a boy, sing about that boy. What are you afraid of? (laughs) Just change Just sing the lyrics as they are. You don't need to change it to... Protect your masculinity. Everybody knows it's a cover song. We know you're not. We know you never write that song for a, a boy. We know that's not your song, Driver's License. So just get over your ego and cover it the way it was. You don't have to do that because it's great. Like your cover songs are great. Like some of the ones I found, these like kind of like pop punk versions were really good. And then when they get to the line about like you're probably with that blonde girl, they change it to blonde boy. Or like tall boy, like what the fuck are you doing? How dare you as an artist? Like, I'm sure she would be, I don't know. She might appreciate it either way. I can't speak for her, but that shit's annoying. Just fucking be a man and sing it as it is. I tried, that was trying to be ending on a positive. I can't believe I didn't even finish this fucking joint in this episode. I didn't light it till like halfway in, but. That's it for this episode. I'm going to cut it off there. Um, Thank you for listening and thank you for watching. Please subscribe to whatever platform you prefer. YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, 
Anchor.fm or some of the other ones. Google Podcasts, Samsung, whatever, Android Podcasts, all that shit. Um, I would really, really appreciate it. Um, Don't forget to check out the sponsors of the podcast, Oahu Garden Supply, um, and my homie, the Grow Guru, located in beautiful Waipahu. Be sure to check them out. Let them know I sent you. Pakololo Seed Molokai for all your beans. You can plant them in the ground and grow stuff. And then you can call Kalei and learn how to grow that shit better. And then last but not least is my boy Jerry, a.k.a. Miko Ferrari, over at Retro Hawaii for all your throwback Hawaii gear. That's it. Another episode in the books. Episode number 158, I believe. Maybe. Whatever. I should never just I should just never do that and never be like what number I'm on while I'm recording because I'm never quite sure. But thank you guys again for watching and listening. I really appreciate it. Love you guys. Peace. Since last week, just like we always talked about Cause you were so excited for me To finally drive up to your house But today I drove through the suburbs Crying cause you weren't around You're probably with that blonde girl Who always made me doubt She's so much older than Everything I'm insecure about Yet today I drove through the suburbs Cause how could I ever love someone else? And I know we aren't perfect But I've never felt this way for no one And I just can't imagine how you could be forever now I drive alone past your street all my friends are tired of hearing how much I miss you but I kind of feel sorry for them cause they'll never know you the way that I do yet today I drove through the suburbs and pictured I was driving home
Drive alone past your street. 